0: This podcast is brought to you by... Nobody. Gap at 3.8. 3.8. Is he complaining about something or what? I think his tired are done.
1: What's this? A podcast episode going up a little bit early? Well, there is a good reason for that, my little precious ness ness because it's the Italian Grand Prix. Mamma mia! It has a little sprint quality action in it, doesn't it? So we need to make sure the episode is up and in time for Friday nights qualifying. But before that, it's time to get a little Italian boys and girls. No, 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 no. Not get a an, an, little Italian boy or girl. No, no, no. We need to act a little Italiano as soon as possible. Well, that's more like it and hand the mic over to a man? A man that gate-crashed the Milan fashion show and sprinkled mozzarella on some of the models? That man is Mr. David Croft. Take it away, Crofty.
0: It's lights out, and away we go! Once a week, one man emerges from the pit lane to deliver all the news, discussion, and results of Formula One. Well... That time has arrived. Sit back, relax for the Park It in My Ferme show. Here is your host, Colby. That is right, ladies and
1: gentlemen. It's your main squeeze. Colby, aka the Cordopodamus, and as I waddle, from Holland down to Milan to watch some cars go vroom vroom. I'm constantly absorbing all the Formula One knowledge I can. Hey, hey, you. What, do you. what do you got there? Yeah, you. I'm talking to you. Can you show me? Wow, that's nice. Ladies and gentlemen, it appears that this gentleman over here is holding my fur mate. And if you wouldn't mind parking on up in there, as it is the parking in my Fermat show. The number one comedy F1 podcast out there, according to my mum, and she is never wrong. We have the news, opinions, discussions, results, previews, reviews, love triangles, driver, musical, chairs, and more if it happened in Formula 1. And I can be bothered looking it up. I could talk about it. We'll see. Episode 70 is here, can you believe it? But I know you're sad. You're sitting there and thinking to yourself, well, I've missed out on some of the previous 69 episodes. (laughs) Well, never fear. Head on over to com, the number one website out there that doesn't include incest porn yet. Or what you could do is hit the subscribe and follow button on your podcast listening device. That way you get to hear my sexy smooth sounds two times a week. And who doesn't want to get down and dirty with the cilterpotomers twice a week? Socials? Fuck yeah, we've got socials at Fermate on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But on the show today, George Russell is in a Merc. Albon is in a Williams. And I'm in a constant state of arousal. We preview the Italian Grand Prix at Monza and we update the driver power rankings. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Do we have music for that now? That's it. Power rankings time. Drivers. Ranking. Ooh, yeah. Get excited for that a little later on. One more time. Drivers. Ranking. As well as the top five things that will happen this weekend and much, much more. So what you need to do is change into something a little more comfortable. Maybe a silk robe. Maybe just nothing at all. Let it all hang low. I don't mind. Let gravity take over. Light some candles. Pour a glass of your finest Italian red. Get some pasta and pizza. Sit back. Relax. And enjoy the show. Ooh, feel that down there. Mm, I'm excited. There seems to be a little bit of movement. Oh, yes. Driver movement. Oh, for fuck's sake, this intro. Is that seat yours? Is that seat mine? I think that seat's mine. You want to drive a car that's mine. You can fuck off that driver's seat's mine. 2022 driver's seat predictions. It is definitely the worst intro on the channel so far. But but the driving musical chairs was in full effect this week. The dominoes are falling and the seats are filling up. So, we had George Russell sign with Mercedes at the time of the last episode when it came out. Alexander Albon is back baby! This time for Williams, which will be interesting to see how he goes in that car. He's a young talent and I think his second stint in Formula 1 is going to be definitely outshining that first attempt. But let's look at the seats at Red Bull. So, they have Max and Checo. Now, whether or not Checo should be there, Sergio Perez, for those playing at home, I don't know. I don't think he has had a great season so far, but he's got a race win to his name. For the first half of the season, he was right up there helping Max out. He's been fairly solid number two driver, which is what Red Bull have been looking for. And Pierre Gasly must have fucked Ginger Spice because he ain't getting back in that Red Bull seat, no matter how well he drives at the moment. Mercedes are now set with their two drivers, Lewis Hamilton and George Russell, there for 2022. And I cannot wait to see them go at it. It will be amazing. I think Hamilton may actually struggle with uh young Georgie boy up there, his chiseled jawline coming for you hard. Ferrari. They're also all sorted for next year as well with Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz, Mr. Smooth Operator himself already securing a seat there. McLaren are keeping Norris and Daniel Ricciardo. Alpine are keeping Alonso and Ocon. Alpha Tauri have announced that they're keeping Pierre Gasly. And why not? But they're also keeping Yuki Tsunoda. Big shock there as uh, Yuki Tsunoda kind of sucks. Other than that driving Bahrain, he's been woeful. But hey, new season, new car might, might be the difference maker. Smaller cars for the smaller driver. Hey, who knows? Haas is sticking with Mazepin and Schumacher. I don't know why. I want nothing more than Mick Schumacher to get the hell out of there. But he is supposedly staying there for at least one more year. Although with the two drivers absolutely hating each other at the moment, I can see one moving on soon. And we both know which one it will be. Mazepin sticking around because daddy has the cash. Williams have signed Alexander Albon. And despite not needing any money, according to them, they're keeping Nicholas. Nutella spread, let around. Oh, drizzle that Nutella on me, Nicholas. Now, the ones that are still up in the air are Alpha Romeo with Valtteri Bottas side for multiple years, which I'm so happy about. It will come down to who is his teammate. Will it be Antonio Giovinazzi, who had a great weekend in Van, Diot, whatever that circuit is called, at the Dutch Grand Prix? They're qualifying seventh fastest, so this is one of those. Seats I don't believe they want to rush into. As it is something they want to get very right, especially at the start of the 2022 season. If you get the two drivers in there and the car is looking and feeling good, then they can really make an impact straight away and not only be up there, but start scoring points consistently. You don't want to be caught on the back foot. Because if you are, and you're behind the times with that new car, you're going to be behind the times for years to come. Jovenazzi may not be a bad choice. I personally want to see Callum Illett have a drive. He has been patiently waiting in the wings for that big call-up. But maybe uh, bringing back the Hulk. Hulkenberg. Or like Hunkenberg, am I right? He is sexy. I actually DM'd him that once, and so no response. So from now until the end of time, he is an enemy of the podcast. He would join... Join a long long list there and finally the remaining team is Aston Martin with Seb Vettel contracted I'm not sure if Lance Stroll knows anyone there that could um, uh, get him a seat maybe I don't know does he know anyone at uh, Aston Martin he will most likely be back for next season as well though. were just waiting for the dominoes to fall because I do believe that Lawrence Stroll wanted Lance to sort of go up into that Mercedes seat and drive with Hamilton it was never going to happen um, Seb has been a great driver too for that team this season. He is looking really, really strong and has outperformed that car a few times, picking up one and a half podiums, one in Baku and one in Hungary that was later stripped away from him. So it would be a shock to see Lance actually move on from that team. So we break down all the details. It really is that second Alpha Romeo seat left. Who will they pick? Someone that knows the team? but has also had his fair set of chances. Antonio Giovinazzi, he's been there for what? Over 50 races now? Over 50 starts? But what does he had? One good qualifying session in that time? P7 in the Dutch Grand Prix last weekend. So should Alfa Romeo reward him? Or should they, when designing their 2022 car, have someone else in mind? Put the buttons and weight in the car that suits another driver? The chances are that Alpha have already made up their mind. They know who it is going to be and who they're going to go for. And I think we all need to start saying our goodbyes to Antonio Giovinazzi. Racing car Jesus is gone. Crucified before his time. He will not be resurrected. And it will take an act of God to keep him in that seat for next year. It just so happens Racing Car Jesus is pretty tight with the Almighty. But that was your driver's seat. Oh, Jesus Christ, this fucking intro. Is that seat yours? Is that seat mine? I think that seat's mine. You want to drive a car that's mine. You can fuck off that driver's seat's mine. 2022 driver's seat prediction. Look, that's that's one of the last times you're ever going to have to hear that intro because all the seats are nearly full. It's, it's, don't blame me, you got to blame the teams for how shit that intro is. But now, the news. No, no news, 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 news. Coldy, Formula One news, pocket in my firm A, Formula One news. It's the pimp news, pimp news. Didn't steal this, it's definitely the pimp news, pimp news, pimp news coming through your ears right now. Pocket in my firm A, Formula One news, pimp news, yeah. Oh, it's pimp news time, baby. Hey, hey. Over there, whistle man. You know what to do. Do your thing. Oh my god, that music. Sends mm. a shiver down my spine. It settles nicely in my plums. Now, we have the Michael Schumacher documentary coming out next week. And we've been given some insight into the condition of Michael, who had a horrific skiing accident back in 2013, for those that don't know. But since then, his condition has been kept relatively a secret, only known to family and close friends, With the, but with the release of the documentary on Netflix next week, September 15th, mark it in your calendars, which by the way is going to be fucking awesome, and I'm so happy Michael Jordan has sort of started this trend with The Last Dance, you know, all of a sudden all these incredible athletes who we all love and admire, we're going to actually get, and it's not going to be one of those fluff documentary pieces either, I hope. You know, like the last dance, we actually got to see how much of a bit of a dick Michael Jordan was. And that's good. Greatest player of all time. He's going to be a bit of an arsehole. Michael Schumacher, who knows? Maybe we'll get a bit of a glimpse. Is he a jerk? I hear stories. We have been given a clue as to how Michael is actually doing. Michael Schumacher's wife, Corinna, has given a statement. Michael is here. Different, but he's here. And that gives us strength, I find. We're together, we live together at home, we do therapy. We do everything we can to make Michael better and to make sure he's comfortable. And to simply make him feel our family, our bond. And no matter what, I will do everything I can. We all will. We're trying to carry on as a family the way Michael liked it and still does. And we are getting on with our lives. Private is private, as he always said. It's very important to me that he can continue to enjoy his private life as much as possible michael always protected us and now we are protecting michael michael always protected us and now we are protecting michael now it's not long to go until we actually get to see this documentary i'm hoping that gives i mean these are obviously lines from the documentary as well but I, I'm just I just wish him all the best. I hope he can get back. I hope we get to a point where where he can watch his son race. Because his son has so much talent. If he if he I tell you what, if Michael Schumacher is at the Grand Prix when his son gets his first win, oh my gosh, I will I will break down and I'll cry I'll the next podcast I won't even be able to press the buttons on here because the tears will be streaming, flowing all over the soundboard moving on next story Robert Kubica is going to be replacing Kimi Raikkonen again this weekend, at least this time with a bit more notice than last and as a result we'll be able to get a bit more preparation and practice leading into the race this is what he had to say I hope he makes a full recovery and returns to the cockpit soon I am looking forward to racing in Monza, an incredible track in which I claimed my first podium in 2006. Unlike Zandvoort, it is a track I know well and this will help, particularly since the sprint qualifying weekend format means that we will get one practice session short. I am happy with that. I did in Holland and I can't wait to help the team out one more time in Monza. Robert Kubica finished. Fifteenth in that race, one place behind the Italian teammate Antonio Giovinazzi. Racing car, Jesus! Another reason why he—I he, mean—you he, he qualified seventh, finish in fourteenth. Come on, man. Let me know what you think. Well, first of all, do you think that uh, Antonio Giovinazzi will be getting a seat for next year? Could we see Robert take it? Probably not. He's thirty-six years old. He's basically a dinosaur. And he's not a multiple-time world championship like the other champion like the other dinosaurs we have in the sport. But that is it for the news. I guess we'll stop it more. It is some orange flop. Hey, firm. Watch out with the orange fog. It's now time for... Driver Power Rankings. Let's go, baby. Drivers. Hey! Ranking. That's it. Oh, ranking time. Get excited. Get around him. Drivers ranking. That's exactly right. Driver power ranking time. There's 20 drivers on the grid. We're gonna go through them all, rank them from worst to first. See how they're standing. You know, this is how we we look at. We look at not only the last race, but we look at the whole season where they're up to. Who's in form at the moment? That's why it's a power ranking. You know, who who's really there right now, putting a squeeze on the title. You know who's not there? Number 20, Nikita Mazepin. Jesus fucking Christ, Nikita. Sort your shit out, mate. All right. You're airing all your dirty laundry out there. You and Schumacher need a clip behind the ears. Pulled back in and said, both of you, shut the fuck up and start focusing on driving. Number 19, no surprise, Mick Schumacher. Now I'd love to be able to start putting him higher, but I can't. He's, I mean, he's world Worlds ahead of Nikita Mazepin. Nikita, give him a squeeze, Mazepin. But he ain't flying up the charts right now. No, 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 no. Obviously, a lot of that's got to do with the car. Not so. I think the guy has a world of talent, Mick Schumacher. And if, as soon as you get him behind the wheel of anything else, where you can actually be competitive against someone else, you're going to see some overtakes. You're going to see some defending. You're going to see some miraculous passes. I cannot wait. Oh, that's why I wanted him in the Alpha Tauri so bad. Not the Alpha Tauri, the Alpha Roma. I'll take him in an Alpha Tauri. Get Yuki Tsunoda the fuck out of there. Get him up along Pierre Gasly. And ooh. oh, a bit of what? What did we just do? Number 18, speaking of Alpha Tauri, Yuki Tsunoda. Yeah, so the three rookies are the three worst performing at the moment with little form. Yuki Tsunoda, after that promise in Bahrain, I sound like a fucking broken record. He's absolutely been dog shit. The sweary little pirate man. He's not swearing as much on the radio. Well, not what we're hearing, at least. Probably the FIA have been told, no, let's not play those radio messages that much anymore because they're a bit bad. But he's been... shit. And, you know, you're only... The worst thing about Formula 1 is you're always compared against your team. Okay? And if Pierre Gasly's pushing for podiums, P4, he's going back to a circuit which he won at last year. You know... You've got to then step up. He's over a second slower than his teammate. He's not keeping up. Number 17. Now, this one's a little different. I'm putting Kimi Räikkönen at number 17. And slash Robert Kvick. Although, Robert, I mean, you finished 15th in a race you haven't raced. You know, blah, 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 not bad. But Kimi. We haven't done the power rankings in a while. I'm keeping you at 15 because you're starting to slip. I don't know if it's dementia. Just old age. You're getting a bit doddery out there. All right, I don't know if that drink's connected. And what's in that drink? I think it's the hard, hard liquor right now. Because you need to stop crashing into pit entries. Okay? Stop hitting teammates. Stop getting all sweary on the... Fa- You're starting to lose it. You've crashed twice. You crashed into a pit entry and Spa. Now you've got the Rona. Just use this time. You know, collect your thoughts. Get back into it. Number 16, Nicholas Latifi. Now, look. A lot of you are going to say, 16? Nicholas Latifi... I mean, is it high? Is it low? We don't know, but he's he's scored points in two of the last three races. He's starting to get some form in a car that's not that good. I mean, yes, he's always compared to his teammate, and George Russell's doing George Russell things, and I love it. Mr. Saturday. All right, well, Nicholas Latifi's Mr. Wednesday afternoon. That's what he is. And he's doing okay with it. All right, no, he's not a big time performer on the weekend, but it's like. He's like, okay, he's not the strippers you go and see on late on a Saturday night. He's like the Tuesday night crowd. They're not great, but they're still naked ladies, and that's okay. Nicholas Latifi, 16th. Number 15, Lance Stroll. Now look, I'm playing the audio for you because it cracks me up. I'm smiling ear to ear right now thinking about it from last weekend. Let's play. You just need to press the OK button. OK button. I pressed
0: it! You're pressing the Pick Confirm button.
1: The Pick Confirm button is the OK button, Brad. Yeah, Brad. You idiot, Brad. You're so stupid, Brad. As if you didn't know that about the buttons, Brad, you moron. (laughs) Yeah, Brad. Come on, Brad. Oh, my God, I love it. I love it so much. Also, Brad, also, again, you compared against your teammate Sev Vettel, one and a half podiums this year. I'm calling it like that. One and a half podiums. Yeah, he's had some shockers. Dutch GP for both of you were absolute stinkers. But you're starting to slip. You know, you had so much promise last year. And, yes, I know the car has changed a bit since then. And Ferrari have decided to be good again. now this team Aston Martin are starting to fall behind and your performances aren't helping it at least Seb is pulling together and yes he's a four time world champ but he's pulling together these drives that's getting him all the way up there and you had a good run in Monza last year yes a lot of shit had to happen for that to to be the case but who knows maybe this year maybe this year you're going to be back up there please bounce back Lance I actually am not hating you (laughs) even though you have a crack at my boy Brad Come on, Brad, you idiot. <laughs> Number 14, racing car Jesus. I've only got him there for his qualifying. He had an ma- amazing qualifying session in the Dutch GP. Q- Q7? P7. He-, he qualified P7 there. The race was abysmal, though. He went basically backwards. Now, he's been pretty solid, but he's sort of that nothing driver. Other than being one of the best looking human beings I've ever seen. Oh, my pole position is purple, if you know what I'm saying. Yes, what I'm saying is I get an erection over Antonio Giovinazzi, and there's nothing wrong with that, guys. Come on. But yes, he is a good-looking man, but he can't drive a car for shit, and that's why he's 4'8", 3'8", on the power ranking, Seb Vettel. Now, look, he didn't have a great weekend at the Dutch GP, but one, I think it was hindered by the Haas's bitching and moaning at the back of the grid there when he was trying to qualify in Q1. Missed out on that, and he actually had a half-decent race, stayed solid, stayed quiet, did his thing, but it was a solid stint. You know, he's had some good drives this year, but I think 13 is where I should actually sit him. Number 12. This one's actually, I'm not happy with where I've placed him, but again, when I say the name and I say who's ahead of him, who am I going to put him above? Daniel Ricciardo. I love Danny Rick. As an Australian, all I want to do is just eat some meat pies with him. Chuck on some budgie smugglers. Swing on a hill's hoist. Use a whole bunch of Australian slang no one around the world actually knows. Have a couple of shoeys with the man, but I can't. Because Danny Rick, although since the summer break, you qualified fantastically in Spa, out-qualifying your teammate who crashed, who would have out-qualified you, probably got in front row of the grid out outqualified him. Alright, because part of driving is keeping the car on the track. And Lando Norris couldn't do that. Everyone else could. Yes, they shouldn't have been racing. That's another point entirely. Not gonna go into it. But Danny Rick, you outqualified him and outperformed him. The race on the weekend, you outqualified Lando again. Yes, Lando finished ahead of you. I think a lot of that was team orders and Danny Rick doing some niceties to get him up there. But I can't... Anyone ahead of you on this list, I can't put you ahead of them because so far for half the year, you've been shite. You've been fucking woeful, mate. All right? But I see the turning point now. I see now you've had your summer break. You went to those strip clubs over there in Perth. All right? You went to Monaco, hung out with Charles Clark. And you probably got some hookers. And that's okay. But now you're turning that corner. You're going to have a remaining nine or so races flawlessly. I've got some high predictions for you coming up in the top five. these top five things that are going to happen at the race weekend this weekend. Number 11 on the power ranking, Esther Ban Ocon. Race winner too. Now, he's been racing well. Okay, but since the summer break, obviously, he might have a racing wing hangover. What happened with him is, he puts together some half-decent races. Alpine go, hold on, we're a French team, we've got a French driver, everybody la-di-da-da, ooh-la-la, la, here, have a contract extension. Then, oh, wait, hold on, now you shit again for four or five races. Oh, hold on, now you win a race. Ooh, Esteban Ocon, we made the right choice, you're the greatest person ever. Oh, hold on, now you shit again for the last two races. Alright, so, uh, especially when your teammate is in the same car as you and is meant to be the number two driver at Alpine. Alright, remember, they're putting all their eggs into your basket. Fernando Alonso has just come back for a little bit of a how-do-you-do celebration thank you tour. And now Fernando Alonso is putting in some great fucking laps, great overtakes, great defence, and he's been fantastic to watch these last few races. That's why I've got you 11. Now it's time for some top 10. Number 10. The Smooth Operator.
0: The
1: Smooth Operator. Carlos Sainz, number 10. Now look. The more I think about it, the more I'm not happy with his weekend at the Dutch GP. What did he finish? Fifth? Sixth? Sixth. And I reckon Charles was fifth. Carlos finished 6th, but he was about half a minute, half a lap, down on his teammate in the same car. You know, he's starting, the cracks are starting, I don't know if there was something wrong with the car, I haven't heard any reports, but some cracks are starting to show. I'm not too concerned yet, because he's had a pretty good year, he's had a podium, two podiums, one in Monaco, one in Hungary, thanks to Sebi Vettel. But he's starting to, they're starting to, I don't know. He's just flying under the radar. He's doing his thing. I'm not too concerned. I've got him number 10. Number nine, Sergio Perez. Checo, last couple of races have been a bit disappointing, haven't they, mate? Obviously, hungry. you weren't able to compete there, taken out by Bottas. Spa, bit disappointing when your teammate's all the way up there. You're all the way down there. What's going on, buddy? All right. But yes, you crashed on the formation lap, had to go to the back of the grid. Now, you couldn't even get out of Q1? I mean, you're lucky I've got you this high. Your last three races have been appalling. I mean, the results aren't there. Right now, Mercedes are winning the Constructors. And I say that without even looking it up, but I'm pretty sure that's the case. You know, Maxi Boy's trying to drag this whole team forward with him. You meant to. We gave you a contract, you're meant to help him out. I want to see vast improvement this weekend. Otherwise, you're falling out of the top ten. Number eight, Charles Leclerc. Charles Leclerc, whatever you want to say. Number eight. I actually like what he's doing. Yeah, Gasly beat him on the weekend, but you know he's up there. They had a horrible spa. but they bounced back nicely at the Dutch GP, and they're actually looking all right. I think, I think they're gonna have. I don't think. I think the McLarens are gonna beat him this weekend. All right, so if you're picking your fantasy team, stick with McLaren as your team if you are not already got Red Bull or, or Mercedes. But they're not going to be doing as well as McLaren. Number seven, Lando Norris. Now Norris. This is the lowest he's been on the power ranking. He's been, you know, one, two or three for the whole season. I'm dropping him down to number seven because he had a shocker. there was no excuse for him on the weekend. Spa, he crashed out. Hungry, he crashed out. So Hungry, he crashes out. Doesn't doesn't place. Spa, he crashes out. All right, it has to start from, what was it, 10th as a result. I mean, that's still his fault. They shouldn't have been qualifying, but that's still his fault. And now in... I don't even know, did he get a point in the end at the Dutch GP? You know, what happened to pushing for a podium? You now what happened to always being up there? You're lucky you're adorable because uh, right now, you're slipping mate, you're slipping. Number 6, Valtteri Bottas. Now, everyone wants to hate on Valtteri, I don't get it. I don't get it, it's just because, you know... I don't even know, I don't even get it. he got a podium. You know, Q3, P3. That's all you can ask for, really. He was up there. I've got him in, there's not much to it. 6th. Yeah, he's lost his seat now, but I don't think he's done too much wrong. Teams in first place in the constructors. You know, that's all you can ask for, and that's all he's doing every single every single year, getting the team to win. Number five, all the way up there, George Russell. Missed Saturday night, ladies and gentlemen. Georgie boy, well done. Number five, he's been phenomenal scoring points in two of the last three races, getting a podium two races ago. He had a little bit of a setback this weekend. Yes, he did crash in Q2. Probably would have made Q3 if... Uh, and his teammate didn't crash as soon as the session resumed. But I think it, I actually predict they're gonna be he's gonna be good in Monza. He's gonna be good. I think that car is dialed in for Monza. Shorter track. He's good with the traffic, he's good with the, the defending. I think he's gonna have a great Monza. Number four, Fernando Alonso. Fernando Alonso Valiz
0: Navidad.
1: He has been on Fuego, great drive in Hungary, great defending, got his teammate the win. He backed it up in Spa, looking pretty solid there as well, and he looked great on the weekend too. You know, the qualifying's let him down slightly at times, but when the race is on, and we've got a sprint race this weekend, he loves a sprint race. In all the sprint races in Formula 1 history, he's done the best. There you go. Yes, we've only had one, but one for one, baby. Number three. Yeah, Gasly. Can't fault this man. He has been amazing. You know, what he... What he finished fourth? Qualified fourth, finished fourth in the Dutch GP. Awesome work there. And also, we're going to Monza. We're going to Monza. You know what he does in Monza. You know what he does in Monza. Number two, Sir Lewis Hamilton. Look, he wasn't there in Spa getting out qualified by George Russell. Same conditions... You got out-qualified by George Russell. And that's not nothing to sneeze at. But he's just letting you know. That's sort of a firing shot. I'm there next year, baby. I'm there. You watch out. I'm there next year. But you bounce back. Dutch GP. You you qualified P2. You finished P2. You couldn't... The car wasn't there. The strategy wasn't there either. You know, you had a great drive in Hungary too. I've got to take that into consideration. You, you're second. Which means that number one on the driver power rankings is going to be your boy, Maxi Bon. Oh, my gosh. Wins. Back-to-back wins. He's he's starting to feel it now after Hungry after getting uh, bowled over by Bottas. He is back. And before that, the British Grand Prix with Hamilton clipping him. So now, all of a sudden, you know, what happens when he doesn't get attacked? P1, P1. And I think... I don't think he's going to win. I'll, I'll save my predictions for the end, but I don't think he's going to win Monza. He's definitely going to be up there again because that was your. Oh, God. It was your power rankings. Drivers. Ranking. Yeah, baby. Driver power ranking. Bring it home. Oh, oh, oh. One more time. Drivers. Ranking. Exactly right now. Look, if you agree with me or disagree with me, let me know at Parking in My Fermay, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But now it's time. Oh, out of the way. I'm a stat man! Formula One, stat man. Cody's a stat man. Yeah, stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Stat time, yeah. Oh oh so much stats. So many stats. I don't know if this intro is even long enough. There's that many stats. Uh, Stats, stats, stats. Yeah. Ooh, so many stats. Uh, I'm a stat man. I am a stat man. Now, today's stat is not all about going the distance. No, no, no. Obviously, in order to get the results, you need to finish the race. But there are drivers who have raced a long way this season without even scoring a single point. Mick Schumacher, my boy, your boy, everybody's favourite boy, has travelled 3,554 kilometres, which is the fifth longest in the field. And yet he hasn't managed to score a single point. Whereas Ocon, who's only travelled a a, a appalling 3,021 kilometres, 533 kilometres. Kilometers less than Mick has not only scored a whole of points, but a race win to go along with it. How's that for you, Stat of the Way? He's a Stat Man! Ooh, that was a good stat. I think yeah, so. such a good stat. Such a, such a good stat. You know it was. He's a Stat Man! Hey, let's go on with the show. Cool is pretty cool. Yeah. Ah ladies and gentlemen, it's time for
0: Cody's Top 5.
1: Cody's Top 5 predictions for the race weekend. We have a race coming up. It is Monza, the Italian Grand Prix, just out of the city center of Milan. Oh, I'm excited. I'm very excited. I like Monza. She's short, she's sharp, she's shiny. I mean a bit more overtaking opportunities than Imola, you know? Uh, We had that race of the season last year, I reckon. I believe the Italian Grand Prix from 2020 was the race of the season. Verstappen crashes out. You know, Hamilton gets penalties. All right, then everyone race restarts. Then we have that epic battle between Gasly and Norris towards the end. All right, with last stroll, just chilling back there. Yelling at Brad. Come on, Brad. It is the okay button, Brad idiot, Brad. So stupid. Anyway, it's now time for...
0: Cody's Top 5. Cody's
1: Top 5 predictions for the race weekend at the Monza GP. Now, we're going to give you a little bonus one right here. Fernando Alonso is going to have a huge weekend. I'm just saying it right now. Fernando Alonso is going to have a massive weekend coming up. We've got sprint racing. He loves a sprint. One for one, baby. He loves sprint racing. He's been driving out of his in mind lately too and he's really outperforming that car. He's making Ocon look like a bit of a silly goose. Yes, Ocon has the win to his name but it was a little bit of luck involved with that one and Formula 1, yes, it's a sport of luck a lot of the time but hey, I I mean, Alonso's still eyeing Championship number 3. It's not going to happen this year but uh Oh, if he comes in red-hot form like this next year in those 2022 cars, who knows? I'm I'm excited. I think he's going to have a monster weekend this weekend and really put the fear of God into everyone else. Number five. Cody's top five. Predictions for Monza McLarens. A bouncing back. Now, that had a shocker. All right, yes. Sort of Daddy Rick's been better. All right. yes. Lando Norris had a, a great qualifying start in Spa. But they haven't pulled it together. When's the last time they were on the podium? You know When's the last time we're talking about them being contenders? I believe a McLaren car will be on the podium. And I would not be surprised if it's Danny Rick. Actually, I'd be incredibly shocked if it is. There you go. That's that's my bold prediction. McLaren's a bouncing back. Number four.
0: Cody's. Got his top
1: five prediction for Monza. Hamilton's too strong. Hamilton will get the race win. I'm just saying, it's, it's, I hate to say it because I'm loving, well, actually, I don't hate to say because what I want is these two to trade wins all the way until the end. But Hamilton's just too strong. He's going to have Bottas up there to help him. Perez can't keep up at this stage. Too many silly errors. Hamilton's too strong. He's going to get the win.
0: Number three. Caldi's top five. Cody's top
1: five things to happen to Monza, number three. Both Williams will make it out of Q1. And one of those Williams, and I think we know who, will make it into Q3. I think we're going to get another weekend where George Russell is going to score some points for the Williams. And I'm so excited to see that.
0: Number two. Caldi's top five. Top five things
1: to happen to Monza, number two. Max Verstappen's going to crash. I think we got lucky in Imola, but the Italian curse is back for Maxi Bond. He's going off. I hate to say it. Three races last year, couldn't score a point. Three DNFs. I think we're getting a DNF from Maxi Boy, Max Verstappen this year as well. And number one, top five. Cody's top five things to happen at Monza. Number one, Pierre Gasly, P3. Oh, he's getting on that podium, baby. Pierre Gasly, what did you just do? Play the audio. Pierre Gasly wins the Italian Grand Prix. Oh my, oh my! Is that just wonderful? Oh my God!
0: What did you do? What did you do? you do you did it. Oh my God! Oh my God, guys, we did it again! Oh my God, yes!
1: P1 camp. P1. We just won the race.
0: <laughs> so that was... Codies Top 5.
1: Caldi's top 5 things that are going to happen at Monza, the Italian Grand Prix. Alonso's going to have a huge weekend. Number 5, McLaren's all bounce back. Number 4, Hamilton too strong. Number 3, Williams out of Q1. One into Q3. That's uh, Russell getting a the point there. Number 2, Max Verstappen crashes And number 1. Pierre Gasly P3, if you don't mind. Ooh, ooh, wee. What do you guys think? Hit me up at the socials. Apparently, my fairbanks. Slide into the DMs. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'll be there, arms wide open, ready to catch you. I don't want you to hurt yourselves. I'm just going to hold you. When you're in my arms, I'm just going to hold you. I smell your hair. I don't know. I don't know. I want to get weird with it. You want to get weird with it with me? I think so. But that was Gordy Stuff 5. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's the end of another show then. So thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. And look, if you head over to com, see that little store? See that little merch button? Yeah, marketingmyfermaid.com slash merch. Go there. Get yourself one of these pimp retro hoodies or tees. I'm wearing one right now. I'm checking out my pimp retro mug. I'll put a picture of it up on the gram, And also the book. There's also the twit. I don't know how to put pictures on the Twitter, but I'm sure someone can tell me. But make sure you subscribe and follow on all the podcast listing platforms that you can. Two shows a week. I'm doing it for you guys because I love you guys. And have a fantastic weekend. Have an amazing Italian Grand Prix, everyone. And as always, thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.